Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to another special episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Mark Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an oncologist and just one of the most charming and wonderful voices on social media in our med Twitter community. And he is one of the people who got me interested in a television show on Hulu called The Bear. If you've seen The Bear, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen The Bear, definitely check it out before you listen to this episode because there are a lot of spoilers. And, you know, however you like to enjoy your shows is up to you. We will be here waiting for you after you've watched The Bear it's a fantastic show. Mark helped me get interested in it, helped me get fired up about it. And, you know, we've got a little lull in our Ted Lasso viewing. We're waiting for new content. We figured, you know what? Let's do a special episode on the bear with Mark. And he just knocked it out of the park. We had an absolute blast. We covered all the right stuff. We covered all the good questions and all of the weird ways that these shows resonate with our experiences in our medical training and as physicians and as healthcare professionals. They really capture a lot of it and the bear is no different. So definitely check it out and enjoy it. And you can obviously find the whole archive of Med Lasso and Explore the Space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. The episodes can also be found anywhere you like to download your favorite podcasts. You can check out the merchandise store. Great gift ideas there. If you're interested in something from our merchandise store, www.explorethespaceshow.com forward slash merch. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS show. Instagram at Explore the Space Show. It must be noted, our good friend, Dr. Syed Tabatabai, who normally does Med Lasso with me, was not able to join us. He was sick on the day that we recorded this. We missed him terribly. He's better. He's back. When we get back to Med Lasso, you can bet Syed will be back in the driver's seat. But you know what? We had to forge on, and uh, we, we, we adapt and we overcome. So Mark stepped right in, and we just had an absolute blast. So for those of you who are ready to get into the kitchen... Let's get to it. Mark Lewis on the bear. Yes, chef. Mark, welcome to a very special Med Lasso. This is very exciting. I'm delighted you're here. Oh, thanks so much for having me, man. There's only one thing that we're going to be honing in on, and it's the bear. You were one of the first people on social media that I saw loving the show, and it was supposed to be you, me, and Syed. We needed some Med Lasso content. Poor Syed. He's not on call. He he is stricken. He's, I know, he's down for the count. He'll Physician be all right. Heal myself, yes. I oh, know. Seriously. We should all send him some uh, some some beef sandwiches. <laughs> I love it. No, the show is amazing. And I'll, I'll tell you how I came by it, honestly, is I actually have a friend who is a chef in Chicago and actually works at one of the fine uh, dining establishments that's mentioned um, – on Chef Sydney's resume, Alinea. And they said, you've got to watch this. And it's so interesting, Mark, because, you know, first of all, I absolutely immediately fell in love with the show. But secondly, there are some really interesting analogies I'm sure you picked up on, I think, between this sort of fast-paced, intense, you know, uh, cooking and and what we do in in medicine. Um, Well, you you just answered my first question without me asking it, so I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going to head off and have a snack. You riff. I'll be back. (laughs) That was amazing. Yeah, I think I think what you know I would say is the biggest comparator, other than just the stress, is you know the hierarchy, right? Like you know when I step back and I think about our training, and, and almost like to a historical degree, it reminds me of like 
the medieval guild, right? So like you'd be an apprentice and you would learn your craft from you know the master who would probably chastise you along the way. And there's sort of examples of that in the bear. And um, it just reminded me so much of um, of our setup, you know, sort of the med student, intern, resident, fellow attending. It really seems to kind of mirror almost kind of the uh, the chef brigade and and the way their their kitchen set up. There's no question the 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 part of the show, and like I said in the intro, there are spoilers. If you have not watched the bear, <laughs> yeah, go watch go it. Go watch it and come back. Yeah. This episode's not going anywhere. It was episode two. When Joel McHale, with the oh. cameo of all cameos. Unbelievable. But how Chilling. many professions have watched that scene with Joel McHale and not laughed at the villainy, but said, oh, I totally know that guy. Oh, my yes. gosh. I worked with that guy when I was a medical student or a resident or a fellow. Oh, yeah, I totally. There are not that many. And that's when I realized like this, this is a different show. This isn't just entertainment. This is a reflection of what we have experienced for sure. Have you had oh, that my- attending? Yeah, oh, for sure. And actually, you know, I'm an internist. And uh, when I was a medical student on general surgery, I have this yeah. most vivid memory. Yeah. It was like, it was it was midnight. We were in the OR. Yeah. This poor bloke had a perirectal abscess. And I remember the surgeon just screaming at me, um, you know, hurry up. It was just like Joel McHale. I was like, why are you so slow? Hurry up, you know. And I was like struggling to get the gloves on and stay sterile. And um, anyway, it just that pressure cooker oh, and that like gosh. insidious like guy whispering or yelling uh, that you're just no good and and you're wasting yeah. his time. And, gosh, Joel McHale, it's just and also just the the beautiful sort of like departure from what appears to be a very jovial real world persona, right? He just is evil. I, uh, loved it. I loved chef. it. I know that's great. And that's that sort of the, the way we separate, right? I mean, I wonder how these people behave, but I remember the attending. Medical school, you and I went to the same medical school. You may have yeah, this guy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say their name uh, in on my general surgery rotation. Yeah. And he just leaned in and said, Mark, MD stands for make decisions. What are you going to do? Oh. I didn't wilt, but I was like, and to be fair, I don't know that that was like super malignant behavior. He was challenging me in a yeah. <laughs> A surprising way, but it's not like he was like Joel McHale says, why are you even alive or something? It wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah, you should be dead, I think. Yeah, but I was like, man, this, this is intense. And then I had the attendings who would yell and scream and demean and throw and all of that nonsense. Um, one hopes it's different now where you and I trained. One hopes. Um, <laughs> yes. But we don't we don't know that for a fact. Was there, aside from the 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 stress of it, the other thing about it that I took away for, that reflects our profession they're never really eating. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's amazing. Like, you know, Carmi is making this like, you know, you know, haute cuisine and then you see him at home and he's having like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It, you totally. Know, it reminds me of when you and I. Sloppily like, tell- done peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwich too. Exactly. Like splat, smear. A long way from molecular gastronomy. It reminds me <laughs> of like, there was a tweet earlier this week that said, you know, um, you know, you know I'll, I'll tell someone, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, I'm on three hours sleep. Right. I'm on my third Red Bull and it's just, you know, it's the hypocrisy, right? It's the do as totally. I say, not as I do. And it and that struck me as well. It's just, it's relentless. Um, you are not following the same standards that you're basically prescribing for your patients. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, and apparently, you know, again, my mate who works in the restaurant industry says everything is just meticulous in attention to detail. So like the way they have like the family meal or the staff dinner, he said that always happens. And just everything in the in the kitchen I, you know, honestly, what it reminded me of, you and I, again, went to the same medical school. The ER there was so intense and just, oh my you know, 
we talk about a crucible and um that was the word know, I, I was about to say i was yeah, literally yeah, about yeah. to use that exact same word yep and you know when i was i did my residency at the same place and uh and so when you were in in charge of the er on the medicine side you were medicine chief oh and then the other gosh, side remember was, that was, so yeah, hold on let's I, take a step back because people don't yeah. know that model our medical school the main hospital was one of the, it was baylor Baylor College yeah. of Medicine in Houston at Ben Taub was one of the last adapters to have a formal ED training program. Yes. So the ED was divided. There was the medicine ER, there yes. was the surgical ER, and then there was the psychiatric ER. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the patient yeah. would get triaged basically when they hit the door to one of the three, and they wouldn't really leave. And there would be the like fourth-year surgical resident in charge of the surgical yes. ED. There'd be a third-year medicine resident, and then there would be a psychiatric resident. It was on. It was just on. It, it was crazy, man. And honestly, that the, the the intonation of medicine chief is like stuck in my brain. Oh. And like sometimes I have these like anxiety dreams. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you just freaked me like, out. Oh my god. Yeah, it, it reminded me so much of the episode where they they launch on the bear where they launch the pre order system, and yes. um, and, and it completely like deluges them. It's like the spitting out all the That's how it felt in the yard. You know, that was Friday never, night. That was yeah, Friday never night. stopped. Yeah, yep. it, and um. It's funny you mentioned the two sides of the ER, Mark. I vividly remember one time the surgical resident came over to me and said, I am so happy. This guy over here in this stretcher, and he pointed to this boat, that just, just said he had chest pains. <laughs> no, he's your problem. I know it's just like this hot potato kind of thing. Um, oh, my yeah, God. Just, the, just, the, just the, the, the constant intensity, yeah. the, the training program. That, like you used the word malignant earlier. You know, there are attendings who, who challenge you, and there are, then there are those that are frankly abusive. Um, again, I won't name names, but you may remember the, uh, the head surgeon at Ben Taub would, would come through the ER, and um, and if he saw you with a drink out, which I guess was some sort of like a Jayco violation, he would fire you. Did this ever happen to you, Mark? Did I you saw it happen. It never actually yeah. happened to me, but I saw it happen. Yeah, so I got fired uh, two hours into a 12-hour shift, and I, I guess somewhat cheekily said, can I go home now? Sorry, I said, absolutely not. <laughs> right. so uh you better stay and do the rest of your work son so but it was it was like that and it was, it was so oh just the pressure was just intense and and you, you had so little time to make these like life or death decisions you know as, as i'm like hearing you talk about it and we think about what are the most realistic medical shows i feel like the bear needs to enter that conversation I, I episode seven agree. right one single oh. cut right one okay. cut no it's one shot i mean not that it's just that's what it's like. I mean, that's what yes. it's like when it's chaotic. Look, to be fair, you know, I'm rounding this morning. It's not like that. Right. This morning right. was different. But there are times when you're in yeah, training where it is absolutely like that. And it's it's gnarly. It's wild. Yeah, that, you mentioned that episode. That That is actually probably my favorite episode of television I've seen this year. Wow. And um, it took me, actually, I had to watch it twice because I watched it once and I was like, hold on a second. Like, I, I knew it was like, oh, there have to be seams somewhere. Like, where did they, where did they cut? And, yeah. and they didn't. They it was did you that like, clued me into that. Remember, I yeah. texted you and I was like, was your yes. favorite episode, episode seven? And you said, yes, no cuts. And I was like, what? I Google it and there you go. It's it's technically brilliant. And I think what I like about it is it's not just like, you know, you know, um, pulling off for the sake of, oh, aren't we clever? We did this and right. we'll go. Right. It, it really amplifies yeah. your sense of being in that claustrophobic kitchen. Everything's oh. going wrong. All the pressure's building. All the plot lines are basically culminating. Yep. Um, and it's just brilliant. Um, and the fact they did that apparently like four times in a row um, no is way. just staggering. And the other thing I don't know if you realize, Mark, there, there are no um, hand models on the show. And I know, and, you know, I know it's a throwback to George Costanza, but what that means is when you, exactly when you see them chopping, that's actually them. Wow. Um, it's just the degree of 
I guess veracity is the word, like the, yeah. it's so true to life. It's brilliant. And even if you're not in the culinary industry, as you yeah. aren't, um, it just, it is so engrossing. And it reminds you, like you said, of your own stressful work experiences. That's, that is a, absolutely true. I didn't know that about the the no hand models. That's a like an insurance issue for them because they could easily <laughs> take a distal phalanx off. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. I had a really cool experience with the show. I watched it in Chicago. It was my oh, first wow. ever visit to Chicago. I was there for the Women in Medicine Summit uh, yes. in September, and I had downloaded a bunch of episodes for the plane and while I was on my big trip, and I watched it I, while I was actually there. Oh, I man. am in love with that city. Oh, I want to go is, to Alinea badly, but I am oh in gosh. love with Chicago. It's, it's an incredible food town, isn't it? And um, Wow. And so my, my buddy uh, was at Alinea, and then he moved over, and they have this, like, extremely high-end cocktail bar called the aviary and that's where he works now and it basically oh. is like you know the the scenes with joe McHale. i think that's um 11 madison park or it's supposed to be some really really fancy place in new york yeah. it's basically that but for drinks and it is absolutely incredible when but are we I'll going what, like when yeah, yeah, okay. when are we You're going man. absolutely I'm, I'm gonna be out there that? again in september for the women in medicine <laughs> summit mandatory yeah. like, let's go let's make it let's uh, all right it's a date done um done. So what as he says, my, my buddy who's uh, in um, the restaurant industry, you know, he's got a really interesting perspective on healthcare. So he um, he had to go to like an urgent care in an ER or something, and he said, Mark, you could never run a restaurant, and certainly not a high-end restaurant, with your business model, which and what he meant was no price transparency. He's like, <laughs> in your world, it would be like if you know the chef and the diner together have no clue what the meal costs. So you don't know <laughs> if you're getting a quarter pound of cheese at McDonald's or are you getting, you know, the chef's table at Olivia, right? It could be anywhere in the middle. And he, he find he just found the again the fact that there is no like clear pricing, he found that absolutely bizarre. And then the last thing he said was, I can't believe that other people get to interfere with your supply. And, and what he meant was I think the beer does a great job showing how possessive they are of the kitchen or their mise en place and all their supplies. And he was getting the point that, you know, third party insurers tell us what we can and can't do. And he's, he's like, you know, that'd be like a linea, you know, if we wanted the truffle oil and, you know, someone uh, came around and said, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you can't have that. You can have, you know, canola or whatever, you know. <laughs> so um, I just thought his tape was so interesting. And, and just yeah. again, that we work in a really weird field. I think that weird is generous. Uh, I think that you're being very kind. You and I are right about the same space. We're mid-career attendings. We've been at this yep. for a minute. Uh, we've experienced healthcare from both sides. Uh, weird is generous. And let's just leave it at that. We'll do the Med Lasso Presents the prior authorization process. So we should actually yeah, that do that. Was, that. That was definitely going to be explicit. There's going to be that would be explicit content, parental <laughs> warning, for sure. For sure. I, I want us to do something that I like to do with Med Lasso, though. I like us to get some quick hitters. So yeah. I do have a list of quick hitters. I don't normally script this stuff, but I've got my quick hitters. We're going to go in the kitchen. I know that's totally trite. I couldn't come up with anything better. And Syed's not here. But you're going to yeah. come in the kitchen with me. Are you ready? You bet. Go for it. How are you ordering your Italian beef sandwich? Oh, that's interesting. Um I'm locked extra, in. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, extra, I'm, I was born extra for this. juicy, I think, maybe. What yeah, was yeah, your yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mine is um, uh, hot. So the hot mm -hmm. jardinere, sweet, yep. sweet peppers. I want it um, dipped, but not extra juicy. <laughs> I had my first Italian beef sandwich ever at Wrigley Field with Jeff Matt. Oh, oh, my goodness. It what? was the cool. We had the best day at Wrigley Field ever. Yes. We got a foul yeah. ball. 
We oh got to goodness. hold up a save Ferris sign. <laughs> Uh, and I had an Italian beef sandwich and I had a Chicago style hot dog. Jeff was my like, he was my concierge. He was my sommelier. It was the best time you could ever imagine. And our, um, our usher sitting next to a super nice guy. Hey, first time to Wrigley field, just chatting with us. His son is an electrophysiologist. The next day on Twitter, his son finds Jeff and I said, Hey, I think my dad was your usher. (laughs) Like, uh, it it was the best. That's but incredible. yeah, the, the Italian beef sandwich is is it's extraordinary, and it's it's authentic, it's humble, it's satisfying, it's hot, it's the best, it's epic. And I love. Carmi elevates it to an art form. It's brilliant. Do you think his is better than the than the one you would get at the run of the mill place? Probably, yeah. I mean, I think, I think so too. The degree of sort of expertise he brings yeah, to it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I do yeah. too. Do you know? And I don't mean to sound like macho attending guy because I found this out myself. Not because I'm smart, just because I was Googling everything. Do you know about the chocolate cake that Marcus is making? Why they're doing that? No. It's I, a I thing. Remember, he, he it texted is, me something. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. It's actually a thing. So there's the chain restaurant in Chicago called Portillo's where they do uh-huh. Italian beef sandwiches and Chicago-style hot dogs and chocolate cake. Like an outsized <laughs> chunk of chocolate cake, like a layer cake. Very simple. Yeah. They'll ship it to you, actually. I've, I've, it's You can get one. Um, oh and God. I asked Jeff about it. Jeff is my, like, I text Jeff now all the time. Like, hey, Jeff, can I do this in Chicago? Yeah, it's Mark. You can have that, too. Um, but, yeah, when Marcus is making it, that's really authentic. It's like a that's part amazing. of the – someone's going to call me out and say, no, it's not Shapiro. It's, you know, Portillo's is garbage, and we know that people like to hate. But, yeah, so there it is. That's, Would you have a slice of chocolate cake with your Italian beef? I'd, I'd have to. I mean, one of the things I, I love to do when I go to Chicago is just kind of – treat the entire trip like a cheat meal you know like <laughs> all, the, all the normal rules no I, i've had a whipple right so um i have half a pancreas and boy does my pancreas know it if i like i'm going to go to chicago so i take i take a big uh almost like you know a uh, bottle of, of creon yeah. and that gives me the enzyme replacement and i can enjoy myself like and you can meat. really get after it you yeah. have to have like a little pep talk you have to have like a little <laughs> talk to a little locker room chat that's right you know come on eyelids don't feel me now Um, (laughs) absolutely yeah i I think i think you'd have to i think you'd absolutely have to i think you have to now here's a very challenging question would you eat a marcus donut off the floor uh i mean the guy is like a a craftsman and um i I think carmy looked really happy too i know looked like he's like damn that was really good so, you know, I'm from Scotland originally, and there's this bakery there called Greg's uh, with uh, uh, G-R-E-G-G-S. Um, if they're listening to this, I'd love to get some um, you know, plugs in. And um, they they actually make, like, both savory and sweet. So, like, growing up, like, my favorite thing was a sausage roll, but they have an incredible donut. And uh, I know it sounds weird that, like, you know, I know British food, you know, horrible, blah, blah, blah. But one thing we do know for sure is we know saturated fat. Um, you know, the... the um, like the deep fried uh, candy bar you see, like state fairs, we invented that. Yeah. Using leftover chip fat in in a Glasgow restaurant for the fish and chips, they were like, you know, "What what can we possibly do that's more unhealthy?" I know, I know. <laughs> candy bar, and we'll dip it in the fat, and then we'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, the reason I bring that up is that that donut it looks so good. Uh, it reminds me of that. What would be the equivalent to an Italian beef sandwich? If I am in Glasgow. Oh, great question. Um, I mean, I think actually probably the sausage roll is like, okay. it is way better than it sounds. And um, 
uh, I, I asked my go-to, like, you know, Interesting. I don't know, okay. have, you, have you ever played like the last supper meal? Like what would your last meal be? Uh-huh. Um, I've, I've thought about it many, many times. And every time I used to go back to Scotland to visit my grandma, she would give me uh, 20 pounds and she would send me up the road to this chip shop. And I have such vivid memories of um, getting uh, fish and chips, yep. getting my sausage rolls. And it's like, that, that's my perfect meal. And I know it's not, it's not in a fancy restaurant anywhere. I think most people push come to shove. They have like some like, you know, deeply encoded memory. Cause I think, I think smell and taste are so powerful. Um, I think that's what most people would do for their last meals. Something like that. It's not necessarily super fancy, but it hits the spot. Absolutely. My understanding of Glaswegian gastronomy comes from two sources. One is when Anthony Bourdain did an episode yes. there yes. and they actually did the like fried Mars bars and all of yep. that sort of thing. And yep. then Billy Connolly. Yes. Billy Connolly yeah. talks about going out, you know, for a curry after a night of drinking. I mean, the greatest, yeah. one of the great standups ever. Um, but yeah, that was how I like, I was like, that sounds like a really fun place to eat and drink. Yeah. I think Bourdain even said, I think he may have said something like Glasgow is one of his favorite cities in Europe or maybe the favorite city, but yeah, it, that city and him like fit together, like uh hand in glove. I do. I, have I do a confession. Miss I've been to Chicago now, but I've never been to Glasgow. Oh, well, okay. So know. you and I on our, our world tour. Um, yeah. Is, the, uh, is there a there. conference we could go to there? <laughs> yeah, actually there is. So it's funny. So I grew up in Edinburgh, which is yeah. like a very proper place. And Glasgow is kind of like, kind of like Chicago, actually. Kind of, you know, uh-huh. town. So the joke is that a, a Glasgow funeral is more fun than an Edinburgh wedding. Um, <laughs> and it's probably true, actually. And, um, and so I would love to take you over. That would, that would be brilliant. I think, I, honestly, like, it's very, very easy to make jokes about British food. But when you're talking about this level of food, we actually, yeah. we hit out of the park. It's, like, you know, two in the morning, Yeah, maybe you've been out with the lads and you just want something and boy, do we have it. You've got it nailed. Yeah. This is a really important question This because this is a big part of the food culture here. Yeah. Is your response one of the two? Is it fuck brunch or fuck yeah, brunch? <laughs> I do. I do love a brunch. Um, I don't know what it is. And actually, my, my mate works in, in restaurants. I think he kind of hates it, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and apparently that's not an uncommon opinion among chefs. It's not like well, Bourdain had a whole chapter about brunch. That's right. It was yeah. basically like a buyer beware. You know, you're yes. getting the dregs and the leftovers. That's right. And, and you know, at, at quite the price. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. Again, it's just like the right time. I know. Uh, the right food. It really just hits the spot. It, it, the outsized servings. You know the 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 large amount of pancakes. I, I don't know. I I get it. I get their perspective, but I do love a brunch. It's it's fuck yeah brunch for me for sure. So my uh, my dad was um, a Scottish minister. The reason I'm bringing this up is I would I would love dearly to have Sunday brunch every week. But actually, part of my guilt of not entering the ministry, I've mitigated by teaching my kids Sunday school class. Uh-huh. So next time you're you know downing endless mimosas, uh, think of me <laughs> teaching scripture to very disinterested. Fifth and sixth graders. Is there a way to have a Sunday school lesson wherein the teaching is done at the table whilst oh, we eat? That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, a pancake scripture lesson? We could do yeah, that. Yeah, actually, yeah. And, you know, uh, in um, in Britain, it's very, very common to celebrate Fat Tuesday with pancakes. Um, we call it Shrove uh, Tuesday. And uh, so that's that may be the entree. So maybe the next time Lent rolls around, I can sort of. But you have to give credit. You have to say your Jewish pal is the one who gave them the. <laughs> guess guess who gave me this idea, guys? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like a bad joke, right? Like the Scottish Presbyterian <laughs> and Jewish hospitalists walk into a bar. Yeah? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
What specialty is FAC? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. Jack um, of all trades, kind of a clown, loving, you know, a deep soulful heart, kind of a disaster on wheels. <laughs> well, especially, I'm going to be so in trouble for my answer to this question. I'm going to be alienating uh, our colleagues. I, gosh, I really don't know. Like, last night, I'll tell you this, last night at dinner, my son, who's 11, piped up and said, I think I'd like to go into family medicine. And my wife and I just looked at each other. She's a pediatrician. And we were like, no, no, son, please don't. But, but like, but like the, oh, no, no, Like, so, 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 oh, no, yeah. no. Yeah, it's just like, listen, like, I, I love family medicine, but I, they are so overextended. And I, I don't even know, like, how you keep up with everything, especially the ones who basically do obstetrics. I mean, oh. that to me is just unbelievable. I know there's like, don't get me wrong, I know there are, I guess they call them medical deserts in America, these rural outposts where you kind of need the old uh, paradigm of doctors everything. But I, my hat's off to them. That, that sounds absolutely crushing and exhausting. I, the, I could, there's no question. And, you know, you and I have that reaction and I kind of do it, you know, to get a laugh and to, it, it is, it is a critical part of healthcare delivery in this country. It is yeah. so underappreciated. Oh, they are hammered. Um, yeah. yeah. My son was like, surely they're paid the most. I'm, <laughs> again, my, I'm looking across the table, my, my pediatrician wife who's working uh, and like, no son, no, that's not the way it works. Yeah. And, and, and I think, the way she puts it, which was so uh, telling, but sad, she said, you, in American healthcare, you get paid to do things to people. Yeah. And, um, and unfortunately, I think that is true. What is the last dish you ate that made you say either out loud or to yourself? That's fucking fire, chef. <laughs> I love it. I had a uh, experience with sushi. Uh, oh, yeah. A restaurant in Austin called Uchi. Yep. Okay. And it was like the best meal I've ever had. And, I know a, a Texas sushi restaurant doesn't sound very authentic, but man, <laughs> the guy that runs that place is like Carmi level genius. Yeah. Yeah. And um it was just just absolutely out of this world. Um my 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 daughter actually drank the sauce. So you know, and, and she she's not really usually into savory stuff, but like you aren't gonna waste an ounce of this. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh my I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of that. This isn't yeah. recent. I had a patient years ago came in for, I don't remember what, but he was fine. Yeah. Overnight admission, saw him the next morning, work up his negative, ready to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatting about what he does for a living. And the movie Jiro Dreams of Sushi came up. Yes. And I was talking about, I don't even remember how it came up. Maybe it had just come out or something. And he said, oh, that's what I do. And I was like, what? Because you said you were a chef. He said, yeah, I'm a sushi chef. That's how I trained. Really? We chat for a while. He says, you got to come to my restaurant. I said, I, I mean, I'm happy to, you know, come. I, I have a thing about, you know, people will offer things and I, yeah. I, I don't yeah, accept. I mean, yeah. But he said, no, I would really like you to come and, and have my food. And I said, that's fine. I, I'm paying. And he yes, said, I, I understand. Um, and I went and I sat at the bar and he said, all right, what do you want? And I said, I'm going to eat whatever you put in front of me. Oh, my casa, yes. And he was like, okay, this one you use this much sauce. This one you don't use anything. This one you put. And he's telling me about the, I mean, it was because this that's is also in San Diego where like the seafood that's coming just out of the water, you know, oh, that morning incredible. is on my plate. Oh, unbelievable. You, you, Fucking fire, you, Chef. I mean, you just reminded me of, of Bourdain, like bemoaning, like seeing, you know, you know, I guess the ignorant American, you know, uh, and I count myself in that, you know, pouring soy sauce on this, you know, lovingly crafted sushi by some guy that spent three years just learning yeah. to make rice, you know. That's funny. My son, who is also quite adventurous, he wants to go to Japan and he wants to try fugu. And I was like, listen, man, oh. that stuff is scary. 
Um, yeah. Your doctor dad is not entirely done with this plan. No. Um, one day when he's old enough, he'll probably go and do it. You can um, call, but, ahead, uh, call the restaurant ahead and say, look, just switch out some hamachi and just tell yeah. him. Food. Like, yes. Not a chance, buddy. You can yes. think you did, but no way. Yeah, exactly. Not right. a chance. Exactly. What is your favorite meal that sticks out that you've eaten in the hospital? Oh, <laughs> gosh, that's a good one. So, again, you and I trained in, in some of the same places. It sounds so bizarre to say, but... The VA hospital in Houston, which is vast. I think there's some rumor going on. Second largest one, federal building in the country. Yes, 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 yes. That's what, okay. Yeah. I know for a fact there's one hallway that literally goes on for a half mile. So I richly believe. You ever been in that hallway at night? It's a oh, trip. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. And, and the drug delivering robots that take over the elevators at night. That place <laughs> totally. Is something else. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what VA dish you're going to name. I'm ready. <laughs> so, I'm this ready. sounds completely insane, but I had one of the worst call nights of my life. I was running the ICU as a resident. Yeah. And um, everything was going wrong. It was actually kind of like episode seven of the bear. So yeah. like pilots were, were flooding. Um, we were out of vents. Like we were manually bagging people down in the ER that needed to come up. This one guy came in and weighed 900 pounds and we didn't have a bed that could support him. So we had to put two together. It was like literally everything went wrong. And in, in I had this brief sliver of time where I was able to run down to the VA cafeteria. And I don't know why it, it sticks in my mind, but I had this slice of pizza that was just way better than it should have been. Like there was absolutely no need I don't know if there was like a car me back there, like, you know, yeah, yeah. like you know, it, it worked out his trade, you know, in Napoli or something. And now he was stuck in the Houston <laughs> on some sort of work visa gone wrong. Yeah. But it was unbelievable. And it, it just made my night, like everything else. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? I've eaten. Come on back upstairs, deal with the chaos. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it just, I don't know why. And it's, it's funny how these meals it, and they don't have to be fancy. Like I said, no. they just stick with you, you know? Mine at the VA in San Diego actually was same kind of deal, right? You're on call. Yeah. It's it's madness. Uh, it was spaghetti and meat sauce. And right? the other nice thing about the VA canteens is they were really cheap. They yes. were really, really inexpensive. And so it was this outsized plate, you know, noodles with sauce and just piled on the green Parmesan, you know, the shaker can, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yes, yes, like do. who knows how old that stuff was. Yep. Load it. Two in the morning, good to go. It was it was epic. It was so the good. Class, the classic on-call meal is probably graham crackers and you know, little cups of peanut butter, right? Yeah. But, uh, every now and then we get these savory treats. My namesake, Nina Shapiro, not related, she loves to, to wax poetic about the graham cracker dipped in peanut butter in the surgeon's, <laughs> in the surgeon's lounge. Yeah. That one's not for me. I'll do that one at home quite happily, yeah. but I need a yeah. meal. Like, I need yeah. a yeah, UCSD, the night chef would basically like offload whatever they had. So the, like the lasagna portion would be like tripled up, which was pretty great. But, uh, do you want there to be another season of the bear or is it just this nice lofty apex it's, thing for you? Um, you know, it's funny. My wife says this about British television a lot. Like we'll get into a series and it finishes and she's like, that's it. And um, I think one of the best examples is probably the British office, right? Like, uh, you know, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant come out two series done uh, you know, arguably one of the best TV comedies of all time. I mean, genre defining. Yeah. And I, I think some things are best, best left done. And The Bear is such a perfect trajectory and it is so well done. It, it's almost hard to imagine that the second season could be any better than the first one. And, and honestly, I'm so glad you got into it because, you know, it's such a kinetic show. I think it is designed actually to be devoured, no pun intended, uh, you know, in, in almost one sitting again, no pun intended. And, um, and I, I think the arc is so perfect. Um, you know, from the moment he wakes up in, you know, episode one 
I think the song is um, New Noise by Refuse. It's just like a banging track, and you just feel what Carmi is feeling all the way to the end. And again, I think episode seven, I think, is the apex of the whole thing. It's just brilliant. I, I don't know if they could top it. I'll give them one more season. Uh, I don't want them to do more than two. I want them to yeah. do one more just to give us a little bit of wholeness around it. I want to see what those actors do because the actors are so supremely talented. Oh, I'm convinced they put Oliver Platt in there, who's a really wonderful, accomplished actor, for us to see this crew of people that most of whom you've never seen before. They're all completely hanging with this really great actor. And he was, I mean, he carries it. He doesn't care. He just wants to have some fun out there. I, I, I'll give them one more, but I agree with you. It needs to wrap up after that. Speaking of wrapping up, it is a, it, it's coming on dinner time. What's for dinner yep. tonight? Uh, I, I think there is actually leftover lasagna. Oh, funny you should mention it. Um, so I think that's probably what I'll get once I, right. once I get back. I'm getting um, leftover pizza and salad. So there you go. We'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, live, live in the dream. Live in the dream. That's right. Hey, this was awesome. I'm so glad we got to talk about the bear. Chef, we got to do this again. Thank chef, you. Chef, indeed. Heard Chef behind corner. Yes. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, I, I, I love the show. I loved talking to you. I'm sorry, Syed is a man down. Yeah, uh, but hopefully we can do another episode. Are you familiar with the name Wally Pip? Does the name Wally Pip mean anything to you? Absolutely, it does. Did, do you did know Syed get Wally Pip tonight? Syed? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it to people who listen to Google it. Uh, yeah. Syed may or may not know either, but uh, I don't know. We may have to. We we'll have to see. We'll see who the manager puts on the starting lineup for the next Med Lasso. Mark, this was awesome, man. We'll see you on Twitter. Where do people yeah. find you on Twitter? Mark Lewis, MD, for as long as Twitter is a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll find you at A. Linney at the corner table. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, Chef, I will see you in Chicago as a date. And uh, we'll, we'll have to figure out how to get you over to Glasgow at some conference. We'll, we'll we got to figure it out. We'll make it happen. What a treat. We'll see you soon, buddy. All right, man. Take care. My thanks once again to Mark for joining us on this very special Med Lasso episode, talking about the bear I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. It was just an absolute treat having Mark on, and he knocked this out of the park. Syed, you were missed, buddy. Can't wait to have you back in the driver's seat for sure. Please do check out the whole archive of Explore the Space podcast wherever you like to download your podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can also email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Hit me on Twitter at ETS Show. Hit me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. If you're looking for something for the holidays for someone that you care about, please do check out the Explore the Space merchandise store, www.explorethespaceshow.com forward slash merch. It's a busy time of year. It's a hectic time of year. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of those around you. Wash your hands. Consider wearing a mask when you're in those crowded spaces. Make sure you're up to date on your vaccinations. Try to have some fun. It's been a tough year. It's been a stressful year. We're not done for the year here at Explore the Space podcast. We're hoping to get one more in under the wire. Until then, take care of yourselves. We'll be back soon. Heard, Chef. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Explore the Space.